We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast to bring you Listen, Watch, Discuss. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Listen, Watch, Discuss. And tonight is a very special episode because it is not only the 100th episode of my podcast, but it's also the two-year anniversary of when I first started uh, Listen, Watch, Discuss. Um, Well, not exactly two years. Uh, It'll be two years in uh, two days from now, on the 18th. I started the first episode, uh, the series premiere of the podcast was uh, my review on Christopher Nolan's Tenet, uh, which came out, yeah, 2020, and uh, I reviewed it September 18th, so... Yeah, give or take a couple days. But, you know, I didn't want to wait until Sunday to do this episode. I wanted to do it on the typical, usual Friday that I release uh, episodes. I mean, you know, usually. Um, So, yeah, so it's the 100th episode, two-year anniversary. And I figured, uh, why not review one of my favorite uh, animated shows currently running, uh, Harley Quinn. Uh, More specifically, uh, season three of Harley Quinn. Uh, It just ended uh, last night. And uh, I figured, why not talk about it on the 100th episode? But um, yeah, so there will be uh, spoilers for season three of Harley Quinn and uh, some slight spoilers for seasons one and two. I'll be I'll be discussing some of seasons one and two, but I'm mostly focusing on this current season that just finished on season three. So uh, but yeah, but yeah, just know that if you haven't seen this season, uh, this is where most of the spoilers will be from. So, uh, but, but if you don't care about spoilers and you want to hear my thoughts on the show before you watch it, uh, you know, then by all means, uh, please continue. So, uh, but yeah, so Harley Quinn is, uh, well, it's based on the character of Harley Quinn. It's, uh, an adult, it's, it's an animated, uh, superhero show, uh, but it's an, it's an adult cartoon. And it was created by uh, Batman the Animated Series uh, uh, writer and uh, and producer, Paul Dini, and Bruce Timm, who also uh, worked on Batman the Animated Series. And um, it premiered on the... It's funny because it didn't... It, it's on HBO Max now. It's an HBO Max original. But it didn't premiere on HBO Max originally because when it first premiered, HBO Max was had yet to, you know, it wasn't a thing just yet. It was it was still a few months before HBO, HBO Max would premiere. It premiered on the DC Universe app. Uh, I believe it's an app, yeah. yeah or it was a subscription video-on-demand digital comics service. So it was kind of like a its own streaming service. But when HBO Max came along, they just moved all the DC content that was on there to that streaming service. Because, you know, every, everything DC is on... HBO Max, you know, along with all the Warner Brothers content and and all that. But uh, but yeah, it premiered on the DC Universe app on November 29th, 2019. First season premiered. Critics and audiences loved it. You know, they loved the animation, the humor, voice acting, and portrayal of Harley Quinn. And then uh, the second season of the show premiered on April 3rd, 2020. And again, this was like a month and a half, roughly, before HBO Max you know, was, uh, became a thing. Um, it was like May of May, was it May 18th or May 20th? I think it was sometime mid to late May of 2020 when HBO Max was released. But yeah, so, uh, 
you know, once again, the, this uh, the show's second season had yet to premiere on the service. Um, it was still on the DC Universe app. And, um, but yeah, so the show, uh, pretty much is basically just, you know, focusing on, we're in Gotham and we're following, uh, Harley Quinn, uh, as she, uh, breaks up with, uh, the Joker because, you know, she's had enough of his shit and, uh, she's like, I'm tired of, you know, like, I'm tired of, you know, you always get in your way in this relationship. I'm tired of, you know, the way you treat me and, and how you just, you know, expect me to blindly follow whatever plan, you know, you've got, uh, you've got, uh, going on, you know, like, or whatever plan, whatever harebrained scheme you're thinking of, you know, I don't, you know, I'm tired of you expecting me to just follow everything you do and say. So, so she finally, you know, in, in like the first episode, she breaks up with him and, uh, and we see her and, uh, her friend Ivy, Poison Ivy, and, uh, Clayface, King Shark, and Frank, uh, who is Poison Ivy's Venus Flytrap, uh, and best friend, and, uh, we, oh, and Dr. Psycho, and we see the six of them forming their own kind of, uh, supervillain team, because they're like, hey, we don't need the Legion of Doom, we don't need, you know, all these other villains, we, we've got our own badass supervillain team right here, you know, just the six of us, and, um, and, you know, for, for the first, two seasons of the show, you know, we see the characters grow and change a little bit, but, uh, you know, uh, and each episode, it's not episodic. I mean, you do have to watch every episode in order to, to get what's going on. Like there's an ongoing story, but it's, uh, it's not too serialized. You know what I mean? Uh, but I mean, you do, you do have to watch every episode to know what's going on. I mean, you'll miss small, you'll miss some things if you just skip around, you know? But, uh, but, you know, for the first two seasons, uh, it is pretty much them, you know, kind of, uh, you know, pulling off heists and, and, uh, you know, just put, you know, uh, doing their own missions, you know, going, going their own way and doing their own, uh, villainous, uh, misdeeds, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, and there are some interesting things that happen throughout the show, like Gotham gets overtaken by, uh, some of the biggest villains, uh, some of Batman's biggest villains, uh, the Penguin, Mr. Freeze, the Joker, uh, I think the Riddler, yeah, the Riddler, and there was one more. I said the Penguin, didn't I? Yeah, uh, so th- there's about five villains that, you know, in season two, or at the end of season one, they kind of destroy Gotham and, t- and take it over and split it off into five different factions that, you know, each one of them has their own section of Gotham. And, you know, season two is kind of, you know, the first couple episodes, they're dismantling this new Gotham, uh, and turning it back, trying to revert it back to the, to how it used to be. Um, oh, I think Two-Face was the fifth villain. I'm pretty sure. But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's the first couple episodes. And then also throughout the show, uh, mostly, well, mostly the second season, first season, you know, we see Harley and Ivy, they're friends. And then in the second season, we see them, uh, start to realize that they kind of have feelings for each other. And, you know, they, they kind of, it's a will they, won't they between, uh, Harley and Ivy for season two. Uh, and this is especially, especially difficult for Ivy because she, you know, she's friends with Harley. She loves Harley, but she's dating Kite Man. Uh, <laughs> who 
and again, and this is another thing I love about the show. I love that they take some of the C list and even D list uh, villain, super villains, and superheroes uh, from like mostly Batman. You know, mostly Batman's rogue rogues gallery of villains. You know, but they do have you know villains and and heroes from you know ranging from Superman and Flash and Wonder Woman. They pop up every now and then. Uh, but we do. But you know, since it takes place in Gotham, most of the villains and heroes we see are related to Batman or our Batman villains, you know, but, but I do love that they, t- they take these, uh, you know, lower tier villain villains and, and, you know, uh, just either add some humor to them and add some depth to them and kind of give them some more character. Uh, cause you know, you wouldn't expect that from kite man, you know, I mean, cause who, who the hell knows who kite man is? I mean, you know, like, I mean, people know who he is, but it's like, you know, he's not as, popular of a character as like even Clayface or, or King Shark, you know? So it's just, it's just funny that they took, uh, <laughs> this character and, uh, and he's actually kind of a cool dude. You know, he's a, he's a nice guy, which, which makes the end of season two kind of, uh, kind of sad when, uh, <laughs> Ivy leaves his ass at the wedding to run off with Harley, uh, and proclaim her love for Harley, you know, it, and, uh, but but I mean you know and and you and you ex- and what what I do like about the way they played that out or the way they played with that is that you'd expect because a lot of shows do this not every show does this but you'd expect the typical this this is what you would expect you'd expect uh Kite Man the next time we see him you know season 3 you'd expect him to be uh bitter and jealous and you know anytime he runs into Ivy you know, mad at her, or, or you'd expect him to be the opposite where he'd like be bursting into tears at the side of her. Like he couldn't even run into her, you know, he's just depressed eating huge gallons of, you know, just gallons of ice cream or pints of ice cream, you know, in, in his, uh, in his apartment, you know, watching rom-coms and looking at pictures of Ivy, you know, but, but no, I mean, next time we see him, uh, which I, I believe it's the third episode of this season. Uh, but the the next time we see him, he's actually, uh, moved on. He's actually, I mean, you know, he, at first he was kind of like, what are you doing? You know, like he, like he was upset obviously, but like he, he forgives Ivy and we actually, yes, it was the third episode. Uh, the 83rd annual Villy awards is the name of the episode. But it, uh, in that episode, uh, when Harley and Ivy go to the Villy awards, uh, she runs into kite man and we actually see that he's moved on. He forgives her and, uh, you know, Ivy, you know, and Ivy accepts and she apologizes and he accepts her. And, uh, he's, we find out that he's actually dating, um, he's got a new girlfriend. He's dating the golden glider and, uh, she seems cool. Her and Ivy kind of, uh, befriend each other. Uh, and, you know, and, and, and I do like that they subverted the audience's expectations because normally when couples break up in shows, that's the route they go. Either the one who got dumped you know, uh, you know, is either angry and bitter or depressed and, and down on their luck, you know, but, but they didn't do that here. I I like that they went a different direction with it. Um, but yeah, so, so this season is pretty much just, you know, now that Harley and Ivy are dating, um, you know, they're just trying to, um, you know, they, they go on a, well, not a honeymoon, uh, cause they're not married, but they, they go on a, what Harley dubs the eat Bane kill tour. 
<laughs> which is uh kind of like the, well i well okay i guess it is kind of like their honeymoon i mean we don't they don't really technically get married but they drive off the end of season two ends with them driving off in what was supposed to be ivy and kite man's uh car you know with the just married sign and the cans tied to strains tied to the car at the at the end of the car you know and um so I guess they technically did get married. I mean, it was an unofficial honeymoon, but yeah, you could. I guess you could say they kind of, quote unquote, got married. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> they're on the Eat Bane Kill tour, and uh, and and season two, we we saw Gordon arrested. You know, uh, most of the villains that were at or arrested a good bit of the, uh, uh, a good portion of the villains that were at Ivy and Kai Man's wedding. And we see Harley and Ivy bust Clayface and King Shark out of jail. And, you know, they uh, need a new place to crash because the abandoned mall they were living at the first two seasons or, you know, kind of, well, it got destroyed. Uh, so <laughs> so they end up staying at Selena Kyle's apartment, Catwoman's apartment. And, um, and yeah, there's a bunch of running subplots in this season that are all pretty funny or interesting. Uh, one of them being Clayface uh, getting the role of, uh, well, actually he technically doesn't get the role. He auditions for the role of Thomas Wayne, uh, and, uh, through a, a hilarious, I I won't, uh, spoil how he dies, but in a hilarious, uh, unfortunate turn of events, uh, Billy Bob Thornton ends up, uh, being killed and, uh, Clayface is like, oh shit. So he, he's like, this is my, this is my opportunity to, become a star, you know, to, to be Thomas Wayne. So he, he, uh, shapeshifts because Clayface can shapeshift. He shapeshifts into Billy Bob Thornton and goes to film, you know, uh, the Thomas Wayne movie and, uh, which is directed by James Gunn, uh, who, who voices himself in, in the, the show, which, uh, first time it's his first time popping up. So that was pretty cool. Um, and, and, and another plot, uh, one episode, uh, episode eight, I believe it's episode eight. No, no, no. Episode seven. My bad. In episode seven, another Sharkly adventure, we see King Shark returning to his home and, um, for his father's funeral. And then he sees that his brother, uh, Prince Shark, you know, he, he's planning to sell the Shark Kingdom to their arch enemy, Ocean Master. And, uh, he can't change his mind and they get into a fight and it ends with uh King Shark accidentally killing his brother. And um you know, which is pretty interesting. And then of course we have another subplot that that goes on throughout most of the season where Frank is kidnapped and for a while we don't know who kidnapped him. And uh and we find out eventually that it's uh, uh Bruce Wayne who was trying to use Frank's uh essence because uh, Frank can brain plants back to life and all that. Uh, he was trying to use Frank's essence uh, to um, and DNA to bring back his dead parents, <laughs> and uh, and you and you know we all know Batman's origin. You know he uh, him him Thomas and Martha were walking, uh, were leaving a play, and a mugger, you know, a, a robber uh, holds a gun up at them, robs them, takes Martha's pearls, and and kills them right in front of Bruce. And obviously, you know, throughout the years, you know, whether it be in a sh- in shows, in any of the animated shows or movie, or especially the movies, you know, we've all seen. I th- I think every almost every Batman movie has the, <laughs> the origin story, 
of Batman in it. And it's like, well, we know it, you know. And, uh, but, you know, they, they do add something new to it. Or, or we, we do get to kind of see Bruce move on from it. And, and again, the fact that they went, he went so far as to bring his parents back to life, it goes to show that, like, Batman, especially this version of Batman, hasn't, hasn't quite moved on from his, um, you know, he, he, he hasn't quite moved on from the tragic loss of his parents. And, uh, but yeah, the fact that he was willing to go so far as to brain them back to life, you know, just goes to show how, how deeply this was troubling him and how much this, this, uh, this weighed on him, you know? And, uh, and yeah, and you know, I mean, and and in the uh, season finale, you know, uh, him and Harley have a have a chat, and we get to see him kind of admit, you know, I it, like it because the at the end of the season, uh, which it it just ended uh today, uh or no yesterday, yeah, the uh season premiered July twenty eighth, uh, ran for like eight ten weeks, and the season finale just premiered last night, uh, but yeah, so in the in the episode, we do get to see Harley and uh, Bruce talk it out. And he's like, yeah, maybe I, I kind of went a little bit overboard <laughs> with, you know, what uh, what I tried to do. I shouldn't have done that. I just ended up branding a bunch of zombies. Uh, I just I just ended up unleashing a bunch of zombies onto Gotham and, and causing a huge-ass problem. I it, It'll take some time, but I've got to, you know, I, I, I'm facing the consequences of my actions and i'm you know i'm i'm just going to uh you know try to move on from this you know as long as i've got as long as as long as i've got the bat family and as long as i've got you harley you know because uh, you're my friend and therapist you know i i kind of i think i can deal with this you know and um and that was cool that was cool kind of seeing bruce uh in that vulnerable state you know because most of the time we when we see Bruce, when we see Batman, uh, we don't, I mean, we do see him kind of dealing with it, but, but for the most part, he's dealt with it like in the movies, like most of the time, whenever we see Batman or or Bruce, we, we see, you know, he is troubled, but we don't really, we don't focus on it a whole lot, or we don't see just how troubled he is or, or, or he's kind of moved on from it you know, every now and then it may haunt him, you know, or he may have nightmares about it. But for the most part, he's, he's kind of accepted it and moved on and, you know, realizes it wasn't his fault. But, you know, this, this Batman we see here, you know, again, was, was uh, so troubled by the murder of his parents that, you know, and thinking it was his fault, you know, that he's like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, like he, he just, he couldn't move on and accept the fact that they were dead. So he thought bringing them back to life was the answer. Um, and yeah, so that, that was just really cool. And, uh, and yeah, um, what else happens this season? Uh, a lot happens this season. It, it was, it was a really good season. The whole, you know, the, all the different subplots going on and, uh, you know, just the, the, the growth of the characters, you know, the characters continued to evolve um, and, uh, you know, they, they have some really good, uh, really good arcs, really good development. Uh, one character in particular that has some good development, uh, which he continues to evolve, uh, is the Joker, uh, who, uh, is voiced by Alan Tudyk, who also voices Clayface. 
and I gotta say, um, Alan Tudyk is probably one of my favorite uh, Jokers uh, in all of the movies and shows that I've, uh, uh, you know, that, that have portrayed the Joker. Um, he just, I don't know, he just does a very good job. He's a very great voice, he's a very good voice actor, very great voice actor. And uh, probably he's next to Mark Hamill. I I would, yeah, I would even go, I'd go so far as to say he's like almost, almost tied with Mark Hamill as the best animated Joker. Uh, but yeah, he just does a really, really great job with, uh, voice acting that character with his character. And, um, and he, uh, but yeah, Joker has some, uh, has some interesting development this season that continues to develop. He, he ends up running for mayor of Gotham and he, he, he wins, he becomes mayor. And, uh, and and then we see we see that in episode six, uh, Joker the Killing Vote, where um, he uh, he he runs for mayor against Two Face, and uh, and he's um, and 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 that's that's one of the best episodes of this season, which is funny because you know it's called the show is called Harley Quinn, and th- this episode has probably the least to do with Harley out of this entire season. Cause, cause Harley and Harley and Ivy don't even show up until the last twenty seconds of the episode. Cause they they, they come back from uh, uh, New Orleans. Cause in episode five, it's a swamp thing. They were visiting swamp thing to try to. Because uh, Ivy was trying to tap into the green, which is like uh, her connection to all the plant life and the on the on Earth, and she was trying to find out uh, through the green uh, Frank's location. Cause you know he she he was still missing. Someone still kidnapped him, and at this point, we, the audience, and and her, and all the other characters didn't know where he had vanished to. So, but yeah, we we see them show up at the very end of the episode, and Ivy and Harley are like, "The hell, Joker's mayor!" <laughs> like they're they're put they're driving through Gotham, and then they see you know Joker, like this big banner. It's like Joker won, and they're like, "The hell, Joker's mayor now!" And um uh, but yeah, that, it, it was, but that was a great episode and, you know, it poked fun. And this is another thing the show does, does well. It, it pokes fun, uh, at the, uh, characters and the plots, uh, and the, you know, it pokes fun at DC material, uh, but it doesn't, yeah, it, like it pokes fun at the uh, characters in the DC universe and, and, you know, the, the situations they get into and the, you know, who they are, but it, 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 it doesn't feel, uh, it feel, it, it doesn't feel, um, like a cheap shot, you know, like they, they make fun of it, but they also respect it in a way. And they also kind of, and again, they also kind of do their own unique things with these characters and with these locations and these, uh, these typical plot lines, you know, like Batman versus Joker, you know, they have some great scenes together. Uh, and, and yeah, like I said, and Joker, like he gets, he gets some development, uh, in this season, uh, because at the end of season one, we see him dating, we see, you know, he's moved on from, uh, or was it the end of season one? I think it was. Let me look. I believe it was. Uh, yeah, no, actually, no, wait, my bad. It wasn't, it was, it's in season two. Okay. So in season two, uh, Joker ends up, uh, in a relationship with this, um, or wait, no, is it season two? 
it it's either season one or season two. I forgot. Uh, it's one of the two. But we end up after uh, Joker and Harley. After Harley breaks up with Joker, eventually we get to see uh, Joker gets into a new relationship with this other woman. This uh, this uh, Spanish woman. Um, and what was crap? What was her name? Uh, crap. My bad. <laughs> Let me look it up real quick. I'm on, I'm on the Wikipedia page. Uh, crap. Let me look. Let me look at the characters' names. Um. What was her name? Um. No, not Debbie. Crap. Um. Uh, where, where was it? Sorry, I know I'm taking a minute. Uh, <laughs> okay, I forgot her name. I'm I'm trying. I'm looking through the list of characters. I forgot what her name was. Huh. Okay. Well, anyway. Um. Yeah. Okay. We'll just. I think it was Cheryl. No, not Cheryl. Okay. Anyway. So so Joker is gets in this relationship with this uh, woman with this Spanish woman, and he becomes a father to her, uh, uh, children, um, and, uh, and it's funny because you'd think that, oh, the, like, by the end of that episode, you'd, uh, well, not the episode in season three, but when they get together in season one or two, you'd think that they would end up, um, you know, like, when, once she found out that, uh, he was the Joker, uh, you'd think, because at first he was like kind of living a normal life and then he ends up getting turned back into the Joker. Um, you'd think that once she found that out that she would dump him, but no, they, and you know, everything would be back to normal, but no, they continue that relationship. They keep that going and, uh, and it's still going, uh, even into this season. And, uh, in, in episode six, we get to see just how committed of a dad to being it, just how committed Joker is to being not just a stepdad, but, a dad as well, you know, and, um, because their, uh, their dad isn't in the picture and, um, (laughs) and it's just, uh, it's funny. It's, it's like, it's very sincere. Like Joker actually does mean what he's doing and saying. And, uh, but it, it's just hilarious because it's the Joker we're talking about, like this psychotic murderous asshole villain is, is the, the step, father is the stepfather of these two children and uh and he's dating I don't think they got married yeah he's he's dating this beautiful woman and he's the father to her children and he's actually taking a role in their lives like you know that like part of the like part of the reason why he runs for mayor is because he um you know he he's he's trying to fix the city's problems and uh and and you know he he's he's trying to fix the He's trying to get them into this Spanish education program uh, at the school, but there's this uh, Karen at the school. Uh, she's not named Karen, but she might as well be because that's what she is. <laughs> but there's this Karen at the school. Uh, uh, Debbie is her name. Yeah, yeah. Debbie, who uh, <laughs> is uh, Joker's rival at the school. And um, she's just, uh, you know, she's not, she's not uh, she's not really in favor of this, the violent you know, the bilingual Spanish education program. So that's kind of what uh, kicks Joker off into uh, 
running for mayor because he's like, oh, I can fix the problems at the school if I run for mayor. And I and if I run for mayor, I can also fix some of the problems going on in the city, like, you know, uh, you know, free universal health care and, and all that if I can. And uh, <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and some other policies he has, you know, but uh, and yeah, that just the whole episode's great. Uh, the the end with uh, Joker facing off with Two-Face how pathetic Gordon is, but also how it's funny. Cause you know, he's, he's pathetic and kind of an asshole in this show, commissioner Gordon, but he ends up saving, uh, he ends up helping, uh, and saving, uh, Joker and his steps on Benicio because, um, you know, he's like, well, I, you know, cause, cause this, this whole season two face has been trying to push for Harvey. I mean, not Harvey. Uh, he is Harvey. What the hell? Uh, two face has been, pushing for Commissioner Gordon to become mayor, uh, you know, so he could kind of take over and be mayor or kind of be, you know, at the mayor's second hand man. And, uh, you know, he's like, oh, well, I'm going to kill Joker. You know, I've, I've kidnapped his, uh, son, his stepson's son. And, uh, you know, come on, Gordon, you can help me out. And Gordon, you know, it's at this point where he puts his foot down and he's like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to do this. This is insane. And he steps up and becomes a, kind of a badass, and he actually saves uh, saves Joker and his stepson, which was a cool moment. And uh, and yeah, that whole episode's great. It just it it uh, there we it, it the episode kind of starts off with uh, uh, a, a like a sick an intro like it's uh, an uh, a sitcom like a Full House sitcom, and uh, the whole intro is all the lyrics are basically just lines that the Joker has said in different iterations of the character like in like you know there's a line from uh from the dark knight there's a line from the 2019 joker and and there's and even while the intro is going on there's references to those iterations of joker like there's a a scene where in the intro we see joker dancing in a red suit down a flight of stairs uh outside and it's like oh that's a reference to joaquin phoenix's joker you know and uh you know, there's a lot, we live in a society, which is a reference to, uh, Joker's, uh, Jared Leto's Joker's line in the Zack Snyder's Justice League, you know, and, uh, but that whole, that, that was one of the best parts of that episode, and that was hilarious, that they were playing it like it was like an 80s or 90s sitcom, (laughs) but with lines from the Joker as lines for the, the intro to the show, and it actually worked, I mean, like, they all, fit together. It wasn't, I mean, they were random lines, but they all played into the, the nature of the intro, you know, and what the intro was kind of parodying and going for with, uh, that episode, you know, but, uh, but yeah, that was great. And, uh, another cool thing too is, uh, yeah, we, we, on top of all the characters I just mentioned, we see a bunch of cameos and, and, uh, you know, from a bunch of different, you know, who who we've seen in previous seasons, but we see a bunch of different cameos from a bunch of different uh, characters, a d- bunch of different DC characters. We, you know, we get to see Bane, who always cracks me up because they're pretty much just using the Tom Hardy voice uh, for Bane, where he's like, oh, Harley, I, I see that you didn't get, uh, I, I, I see that you didn't return my money, or I see that I didn't get a refund for the wedding gift I gave to you guys, or something, you know, it, <laughs> he just, I just, I just love that voice, because it, it's just, like, they, like, at times, they, they, I mean, they never really outright say it, but they, 
some, I mean, they have the characters sometimes tell him to shut the hell up and, and just like referencing how silly his voice sounds, but every, no matter what Bane says, it always cracks me up because he's always talking like this, you know, (laughs) oh no, (laughs) you know, and it's always, it's just always hilarious. Um, and he's kind of, and again, he's kind of sad and pathetic and, and, and funny, but you know, he's, He's great, and and we get to see uh, Barbara Gordon a, a lot. Like I said, we because we uh, see Commissioner Gordon a lot this season. We get to see Barbara Gordon. We get to see her as Batgirl and as just her, uh, her you know Barbara side. You know, we and we also get to see uh, Nightwing and Robin, uh, Alfred. You know, we see him for a little bit, and um, and yeah, just a whole bunch of other characters. Clock King has a few scenes. Swamp Thing's a, a big plays a big part in episode five. It's a Swamp Thing. Uh, again, like I said, Two Face, um, Selena Kyle is a big character this season because, well, one not only is she like dating Bruce, you know, in this season, but she's also, you know, her apartment is you know Harley and the and the gang's uh, hideout for the 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 entirety of the season. So, and uh, and Doctor Psycho comes back too because he. Um, uh, after he teamed up with Darkseid and, you know, uh, betrayed the team because Harley backed out of conquering Gotham with the Parademons, uh, they threw his ass, they kicked his ass to the curb. <laughs> they kicked him off the team and, uh, he ends up coming back in, uh, I believe it was episode, epic. yeah, he comes back in episode nine and, um, or was it episode eight? Wait. No, no, no! It was episode eight. Yeah, my bad. He comes back in episode eight, and um, <laughs> and he's he's just as hilarious as ever. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else I could talk about. Um, the, so overall, the whole season's fantastic. Oh, oh, and we even get to see Amanda Waller, which I think is her first appearance in the show. Is in the season three premiere. Is the season premiere? Uh, Harl Ivy. Uh, Harley kidnaps her and. Ivy's like, what the hell are you doing? She's the head of the Suicide Squad. And and then Harley, it's a funny line from her where she's like, oh, she can't do anything. She's wearing a pencil skirt. And uh, which I kind of paraphrased the line, but, you know, that's pretty much the gist of it. And um, and yeah, there's um, just, yeah, on top of uh, all the, yeah, I guess on on top of all the plots going on, you know, I, lo- I love all the different pl- the the main plot and the subplots going on this season uh it's a what it's ju- just like the previous seasons it's um it's just as well written as 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 the previous two uh it's still hilarious uh i don't know if it's the funniest season but it's all three have been consistently funny i will say that and um i guess if there's one thing i could nitpick about this season it's uh the animation at times seemed a little more stilted uh, than the previous two seasons, and I feel like maybe it was because they felt pressure to get this season out because this season had the longest gap in between seasons. Uh, yeah, th- yeah, this season had the longest gap in between uh, the seasons because seasons one and two, season one came out, like I said, the end of November of 2019, and then season two premiered four months later in April, or well, not even four months, it was like three months and a week, because it was early April, uh, and then, you know, then we had to wait two whole years for this season, and the, the, then don't get me wrong, the wait was well worth it, you know, 
but I but I feel like they probably felt pressured to get this out quicker or maybe HBO Max because it was now because it's now an HBO Max original like with the with this current season this season aired exclusively on HBO Max so from now on I mean seasons 1 and 2 are now part of HBO Max as well but from now on you know starting with this season it is exclusively an X, an XBO it is an exclusively an HBO Max original, you know. So it's um, it's um, you know, it, I, may, maybe HBO Max or Warner Brothers or DC, maybe they pressured them a little bit to get it out sooner, or maybe they felt pressured, and they're like, well, we don't want to keep the fans waiting for too long. Let's get this. Let's you know, hurry the shit up, people. <laughs> let's wrap this up, and uh, and yeah, I I don't know that that's interesting though to think about. But, um, yeah, and, and again, it's not, uh, I will say this, it's somewhat noticeable in parts because I was watching, you know, when the first, cause the first three episodes dropped all at once on July 28th. Uh, and I was like, oh hell yeah. You know, cause, and I just immediately binged all three of them that Friday. Um, or yeah, the 29th, uh, cause I've been watching the show I figured, you know, it'd be, it'd be even cooler to just watch it on Friday nights, you know? And cause I don't know, just cause I'm like, Oh, it's the weekend, you know, what time to watch Harley Quinn figured I'd just save it for then, you know? Um, but yeah, so, you know, I, I binged all three of them and, uh, I'm like, Oh, the animation's really good. And the, you know, and, 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 and as always, the character designs are great. The background art is great. You know, uh, the backgrounds are always really well drawn and, and colored. They're, they're very beautiful, you know? character designs are great, you know, and it's, but it's funny because when I was watching the first three episodes, I noticed that it was a little st- more stilted than usual. And I'm like, it seems a little stiff, you know, but, but I will say that that's just a minor nitpick. It's not really something that detracted from my enjoyment of this season. It's just something that I happened to notice. And I figured it probably had something to do with them feeling pressured to release it sooner. But but you know, I mean, but they still did a great job with the animation, and and there are times where it moves a little bit more fluidly, like how seasons one and two moved. But um, but yeah, I mean, and and yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. Again, it didn't take away from my enjoyment of this season, uh, and the animation was still really good overall. It just was a little bit more stilted in in certain spots than previous seasons. Again, not the enti- the entirety of all of this season, every episode wasn't completely stiff and motionless and, uh, still stilted, you know, but there were moments every now and then that were more stilted than other moments in the show, or I mean, in this season, you know, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, and, and this season was pretty funny. Uh, you know, the humor is, is still on point. Um, Let's see, what else could I talk about? Um, okay, so, yeah, well, the, like I said, okay, so along with the humor and the animation and the characters and the, you know, story progression, you know, it's seen and, and all the unique plots that uh, have been going on this season or that went on this season, I will say another great thing about this season, as is with the other two seasons, is the voice acting. The voice acting's fantastic. Um... Everyone does a great job, uh, especially a uh, shout out to uh, Kaylee Kuoko, who voices the titular character, Harley Quinn. 
and uh, who you may or may not know as um, uh, Penny from The Big Bang Theory. Uh, and she was also uh, Brandy in the Disney Channel animated series, uh, Brandy and Mr. Whiskers. And she, I think she was on a couple other shows, but, but yeah. Oh, and she's also on the HBO Max original series, The Flight Attendant, which she's been on for, which has been on for like two years, I think. And it's two seasons in or two seasons in. So yeah. Um, and, oh, and, and also you may know her as, uh, from the Priceline commercials, the Priceline.com commercials. Uh, she's the spokeswoman for, for them, uh, currently. So so yeah, she uh she's had a uh, quite a career, you know. Oh, she was Eight Simple Rules. That was the show I was thinking of. She was also on the ABC sitcom Eight Simple Rules, which ran from two thousand two to two thousand five. And uh, but yeah, so needless to say, she's had quite a big career. Uh, you know, again, one of her biggest roles was Penny in The Big Bang Theory, and one of her biggest roles, at least in terms of live action, uh, right now is The Flight Attendant. But she does a great job at capturing the zany. Uh, Kaylee Kyoko does a great job at capturing the zany, quirky, fun-loving, at times spastic, uh, nature uh, of the character of Harley Quinn, um, and 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 along with uh, Marco Robbie, I think she and it's hard to compare the two, but but I think she does a fantastic job. Uh, just as good of a job at voicing the animated character. Just, I'm trying. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. She does a great job, just as great of a job at voicing the animated, at playing this animated version of Harley. Um, almost, you know, as much as uh, Margot Robbie does at portraying the live action Harley Quinn. Uh, and they both bring something different to their portrayals. Uh, I may like Kaylee Kuoko a little bit more as Harley Quinn than Margot Robbie, but again, they're both fantastic. Um, and, and, and I haven't seen the, uh, I haven't seen the Harley Quinn from the Batman. I haven't seen the character of Harley Quinn in the, uh, Batman, the animated series. So I can't really, uh, I can't really, you know, say where, where I'd rank her. I mean, you know, I can't, I can't really speak on, uh, her portrayal in that show because I haven't seen, uh, her in Batman the Animated Series, but I do know that Paul Dini, uh, you know, that he was one of the, uh, I think, or he maybe was the one, uh, who brought her into the DC, you know, who, who brought her into the, uh, DC universe, you know, because he, like, she was an original character, like, there was no Harley Quinn before, uh, Batman the Animated Series came out, and ever since then, you know, she's, garnered more and more popularity over the years. Uh especially with, you know, Margot Robbie's portrayal and now Kaylee Kuoko's portrayal of the character. Um but I'm sure I'm sure uh whoever voiced her in Batman the Animated Series, uh I'm sure she did a great job and I'm sure her character was great in that show too. I I do plan on reviewing that show one day. I do plan on watching it and reviewing it. It may be next season. It may be two seasons from now, but I, I, that will be a, a future episode, uh, da, you know, down the line. But, uh, but yeah. So, uh, but enough about Kaylee Coco. Yeah, she does a great job. But uh, Lake Bell voices Poison Ivy, and she also voices, uh, she also voices Barbara Gordon, uh, Commissioner Gordon's uh, daughter. Uh, she does a great job too, uh, as both those characters. Um, 
Alan Tudyk, like I said, voices Joker and Clayface. Uh, and he also voices Condom McCain and a bunch of other s- smaller side minor characters that we don't really see a whole lot of. But yeah, his two main roles are as Joker and Clayface. Ron F- uh, Funches uh, voices King Shark. And uh, <laughs> and I just love that his voice comes out of that body. Like he's just this huge shark man, but he's got this kind of goofy, upbeat, happy voice. Uh and and he's just wearing a hoodie and a shirt and shorts and sneakers, uh, <laughs> it's just it's great. And um, Tony Hale voiced Doctor Psycho, uh, you know, and he only had like one episode this season, but yeah, he comes. He's vo- still voicing the character this season. Uh, Jason Alexander has a small recurring role this season as Cy Borgman. Um, I think he's in like one episode. Um, Oh, Diedrich Bach, uh, or D, uh, Diedrich Bader, uh, voices, uh, Batman, Bruce Wayne, and he also voices Thomas Wayne, and since he's kind of, like, a bigger character this season, he does a fantastic job, um, and, or yeah, he is, yeah, he is a main character, but yeah, he does a fantastic job, um, he's probably one of the best portrayals of Batman, uh, you know, that, that we've had, uh, especially in terms of, uh, uh, voice acting, you know, uh, because Diedrich, Diedrich Bader has this naturally low, lower sounding, lo- lower, low voice, kind of like Will Arnett does, you know, except with Will Arnett, he was kind of, uh, you know, hemming it up a little bit. I mean, you know, he's kind of intentionally lowering his voice even more, uh, to do <laughs> Lego Batman, but, uh, but D- Diedrich Bader, uh, I mean, he does kind of lower it a little bit, uh, when he, when, you know, we have Bruce in the Batman costume, when he's, when he is Batman, he lowers his voice a little bit, but, uh, we do get to see, you know, but, but when he's Bruce, you know, it's, it's a little bit, uh, more of his normal voice, which is already pretty low, you know, but he does a great job. Um, Christopher Maloney, I think Maloney. Yeah. He, uh, is commissioner Gordon. And then we have JB Smoove as, uh, Frank, uh, uh, Ivy's, uh, Venus flytrap friend. And yeah, so, so the entire cast does a great job. Um, I mean, you know, the three, at this point, you know, three seasons in, you'd kind of expect them to be doing a good job, you know, um, you'd kind of expect them to, to have a handle on, on the show and, and they do, you know, uh, they do it pretty well. Um, and you know, they, they show no signs of, uh, you know, slowing down when it comes to, uh, portraying these characters. Um, I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't know why they would, you know, uh, or I don't, I don't see why they, they would at all because, you know, I mean, not saying voice acting is the easiest job in the world. Um, because you, you know, you still act, you know, you still have to, you're not just reading lines from a script. You do kind of have to put emotion into it. Uh, even though you're not, physically on the screen, you know, it's just your voice. You still have to put care and emotion into your voice when you're voicing a, an animated character. So, uh, so, you know, but, but yeah, they, they do a great job at, you know, all, all across the board. Um, oh yeah. So real quick, I'll talk about the, uh, the finale and what happened and, uh, and I guess I'll go ahead and wrap it up at that point. So the season finale, episode 10, The Horse and the Sparrow, uh, they ended up, they ended the season on, not, I mean, not a cliffhanger, but they ended it on some really good, 
uh, Cliff Hainers, I guess, or they ended up on some really good, uh, yeah, I guess Cliff Hainers as to like what to expect going forward and, you know, kind of leaving you guessing what's going to happen. Uh, we have Harley, uh, deciding, kind of deciding to be an anti-hero in a way. And, uh, you know, we have Joker arresting, uh, Batman at, at, after the premiere of the Thomas Wayne movie. Uh, we have him arresting Batman, uh, and he, and, and Bruce decides to serve out his time to show the people, to be an example to the people of Gotham that even rich billionaire, bil- billionaires like himself, uh, you know, can suffer the consequence or not suffer, can, uh, face the consequences of their actions, you know, um, and, and can justly serve out any punishment that they, whether whether the punishment was just or not, they can justly serve out that punishment, you know, and uh, and then and then we have Harley joining the Bat family. We because she's at this point, you know, she had been friends with uh, Barbara Gordon. She had been friends with with uh, or AKA Batgirl uh, for the, these last couple seasons. So she joins up with Night uh, her uh, Nightwing and Robin to fight crime and and protect Gotham. And meanwhile, you know, we, we think Harley and Ivy are going to break up, but they, they have a little fight, but they get back together, uh, after Ivy and Joker, which we do have a funny scene of the two of them bonding over their, uh, relation, their, their relationship, uh, with Harley, you know, Joker's former relationship and Ivy's current relationship. And Ivy gets Harley to thinking that, you know, she's like, Hey, uh, if you want to do you, we can do whatever you want to do. You don't always have to do what I want to do. We're equals in this relationship, you know. So, uh, so you know, she's totally fine with Harley. She, she you know, she accepts Har- Harley going off to fight crime, and Ivy ends up uh, becoming the uh, sole leader of the Legion of Doom uh, after Lex, um, after Lex Luthor, voiced by Giancarlo Esposito, who plays Gus on, uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, or who played the character of Gus, um, on Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, uh, after he gives her the, the, um, after he offers the, the job up to her, and, um, and she accepts, you know, and she gets a new makeover, I mean, you know, what, what we, she got it at the end of the previous episode, but she's got a whole new look to her, and this kind of swagger and confidence about her a little bit more now, you know, and, um, I think that's about it. That's pretty much all that happened this season, or that that's pretty much, you know, where we, where we end this season off on. We end off on some interesting little, again, not really cliffhangers, because it's not like, oh shit, what's about to happen, but I, I guess they are cliffhangers in a sense that we, you know, like the season ended, but they, they still, we don't know what's going to happen after that, you know, but it's not like a cliffhanger where it's like, cut to black, you know, and we don't get to see, we don't really get to see what happens, you know, if that makes sense. Uh, it's not sudden is what I mean. Like we, we get to see where these stories are ending off on, but where they're going to continue, uh, in the next season. Um, I don't know if I worded that the best way, but, but I, I think you get what I mean. Hopefully you get what I mean. So, uh, oh, and we also get to see Harley and Bruce, uh, because in episode eight, she ends up going into his mind and bonding with him a little bit more. Uh, they kind of form a friendship, you know, and Bruce and, uh, Selena 
tells Bruce, you know, that even though they're not dating anymore, she, you know, uh, hopes he, uh, works, you know, continues to improve his, uh, mental health and, uh, hopes he, uh, you know, finds happiness, you know, and finds love and that she'll always be his friend. And then Harley and uh, Bruce become friends and, you know, right before he's, uh, taken to jail, Harley says, Hey, you know, we we can do some zoom sessions and I'll continue to be your therapist, which I thought was really sweet, you know? Um, but yeah, I thought, you know, when the episode ended, I'm like, okay, this is an interesting development. Like I'm curious to see where they're going to go, uh, going, I'm curious to see where they're going to take this going forward because now Harley's pretty much an anti-hero because, uh, you know, she's helping the bat family, fight crime in Gotham. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's dating someone who is now the head of the Legion of Doom. So that's gonna, I mean, it seems like they're both cool with it. Like Ivy was cool with, you know, I mean, she, she says, you know, before the fight, right before the final scene, she says, I'm cool with you doing whatever you want to do. Um, so, but it's just, it'll be interesting to see those, that dif- those different sides of Harley, you know, her with Ivy and the Legion of Doom. I mean, you know, like supporting her with that. And then also, uh, kicking ass with the bat family, you know, but, um, yeah. And then, uh, not, I mean, not much happened with King Shark and Clayface, uh, or Frank, you know, but, but they're in the episode, you know, they, their story is kind of wrapped up this season, but, but we do get this funny moment where at the end of the Thomas Wayne movie, we see Clayface reveals himself cause he's in his Billy Bob Thornton persona or his, uh, shapeshifted persona, you know, and then he, uh, transforms back into his clay face, you know, his normal look. And, uh, he's like, you know, it is I clay face. And then everyone's like, Billy Bob Thornton was clay face this whole time. <laughs> and then, you know, like they thought that, yeah, he was, Billy Bob was clay face this whole time. And, uh, and, you know, Clayface unfortunately did not get the, uh, sole attention for the role of, you know, for, for his portrayal of Thomas Wayne, you know, everyone still thought it was Billy Bob Thornton or that he was Billy Bob, so, but, <laughs> that was a pretty funny scene, but, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, this season was great, um, you know, the show, and the show continues to be, you know, a very interesting, uh, you know, look into, you know, uh, these characters, and this, you know, comic book world, and, uh, and, you know, it's something different and unique, and, uh, and I like that the fact that it's animated and I also like the fact that it's an adult cartoon, you know, uh, kind of makes it a little bit different. You know, they, they are, they can get a l- away with a little bit more blood and violence and, and swearing, you know, than, uh, if it was like PG or something, you know, or, you know, if, or if, uh, they, and they can even get away with more than what they can get away with in the live action DC movies. Well, at least all the ones that aren't rated R cause there's birds of prey and, Suicides or no, there's Birds of Prey and the Suicide Squad, which I think are the only two DC movies in the DCEU that are rated R. Uh, and I guess if you count Joker, even though it's not technically in the DCEU, that's also rated R. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, it's, um, yeah, the show continues to be great. The voice acting's great and everything from, uh, I mean, yeah, the whole season's really good. They knocked it out of the park again with the season. Uh, again, kind of, uh, kind of sad that this season's over. Cause I'm like, ah, we're probably gonna have to wait another two years. But the good news is that they did renew it for a fourth season, uh, last month. 
and I'm glad they did because I was worried that with David Zasloff as the head of, uh, you know, because uh, if, well, if you don't know, Discovery Plus merged with HBO Max, you know, or, and Warner Brothers, so now they're D- Warner Brothers Discovery, you know, and the current head of the of the company, David Zasloff, was like, you know, a lot of things were getting put, thrown on the chopping block. Like, they canceled the, the upcoming Batgirl movie, they, uh, you know, they canceled uh, some of the sh- shows that are... They, you know, were animated shows on there, uh, Infinity Train and Close Enough. And uh, and they said they were moving into, they, they were going to have a, invest heavily in more reality scripted content, you know, like more reality shows. And, um, you know, so, so I was worried that they were probably just going to cancel the show and it not have a fitting conclusion at all. Or not, it not have a satisfying conclusion at all. It would just end on a cliffhanger or it would end on, you know, these, th- these setups and not have any, you know, it would end on setups and unresolved questions to those setups, you know, because it would just end with this season. But thankfully, uh, it did not get the, it did not get thrown on the, on the chopping block. It is getting a fourth season and, uh, that's good. I don't know if the fourth season is going to be the last season. Uh, I could see them ending it with one more with the next season, but, I would like it to at least run two more seasons. Like five seasons, I think is a good, is a good run. Um, but who knows? You know, I don't know. I do know that I'm excited for the next season, and that the, or I, yeah, I do know I'm excited for the next season, and that this season was great. And uh, I look forward to, you know, what to the stories and you know the plots they've set up for season four. You know, I'm curious to see where they go from here. Um. But yeah, so I guess that's pretty much it. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, tonight's episode. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. I, I just like to say that it's been a good two-year run so far. Um, and I can't believe I've finally recorded 100 episodes. It's crazy. It's it's a lot of me talking. <laughs> it's like I, almost every episode's at least an hour some of them are an hour and a half, some are half an hour, but I've roughly talked, shit, I don't know how long, but that that's like almost a hundred hours of me uh, talking over the span of two years. Um, but yeah, I've enjoyed doing this podcast and uh, I will continue to do it until I, you know, decide to stop it, which probably will be never. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so glad I finally, glad I've uh, made it to the big triple digit, you know, number, the big one, the big one double O, you know, and, uh, I'll see you guys for the four year anniversary and on the 200th episode. I don't know if I'll be at 200 episodes in two years. I I probably will at the rate I've been going, you know, but who knows, but, uh, but yeah, so hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode. Uh, next week's episode will be a review on uh, the on Florence Pugh's the upcoming Florence Pugh movie directed by Olivia Wilde and starring Florence Pugh and Harry Styles. Uh, Don't worry, darling. It's a upcoming horror thriller movie, and it's been one of my most anticipated movies of this year. Uh, and I hope it's good. So uh, that will be next week's next Friday's review. Uh, and I hope you guys. Or with that being said, I hope you guys have a great weekend, and I will see you all next Friday. Take care.